welcome to the Popcorn Counter. We run the, the Two Real Cinema Club here, and uh, most episodes we watch two movies and talk about them. But ideas come up mm-hmm. um, uh, when we're talking, and, uh, and, and we don't get to talk about them during the episode. So we, we, we save them and chat about them at the Popcorn Counter afterwards. I'm James Rizika. And I'm Andres Lorente. The people who sell us popcorn know us well. Because we're always standing here, <laughs> we're always talking. hanging out here a lot. Actually, you're right. <laughs> Go home smelling of oil. I dis- I discovered something this week. So listen to this. Right, I, I yeah. learned a new word. Um, you'll appreciate this. The word I learned this week is sex position. I love it. I love it. Which is which is apparently a real thing. It's when you need to have an exposition scene in a movie, um, but without making it boring for the audience. So what you do is you do your exposition. During a sex scene. Oh, that's not quite what I was, had in mind, but uh, I like yeah, this too. It's, 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 it's both clever and grotesque. Apparently, they do this a lot on Game of Thrones. I haven't, I haven't seen Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. Um, but appara- apparently, it's, like, it's a big thing. So, yeah, people will get bored when you explain the story. So, let's have some naked people <laughs> while we do it. I, must, I personally think, though, tell me if you agree with this, I think there is less sex in movies now than there used to be. I mean, is is that true or is that just because I'm watching sexy films? Oh, that's probably a good part of it. Um, I think that if the crowd that really wants sex is going to go right to porn and there's so much porn out there now. I just heard a podcast on this. I think they said that something like, I think it was 10,000 porn films being made a year and many of them right there in in Los Angeles area in Southern California. So I think if, I think the audience has changed where... um, if you're looking for sex, you can get it. You can get whatever higher quality or more graphic sex easily by watching porn. Um, and I think coupled with the fact that we're seeing so much more streamed now, I think films are probably going to be a little less sexy because it's pretty easy for a, a kid to boot up Netflix and watch whatever the heck they want, I ah. think. So, so that's my guess. So I'm going to agree with you. And I think those might be some reasons why. So like kind of porn or sex used to be part of the function of cinema. I mean, early yeah. films, they yep. were like the stag films of the 1920s. Yeah. These kind of like sexy shorts, uh, you know, people maybe taking taking their clothes off or possibly kissing. Or I, I was reading about stag films. Apparently popular stag films are things like people ironing, but in the nude. Yeah. It's just, just the notion <laughs> of kind of everyday life, but you haven't got your clothes on. Yeah. Um, and that's, that was kind of you know, part of the function of cinema. And then the Hayes Code came in in 1934. Yeah. Um, and so Hollywood at least had to clean up their act. So that kind of just prohibited nudity, and it prohibited profanity. It prohibited sex. Yeah. You couldn't um, you couldn't show any of these things nearly as explicitly, which in a way inspired um, great creativity. I think on the part of uh, filmmakers in the thirties, the forties, the fifties, because the characters were still sexual, but the way that you could portray their their kind of sexual activity had to be much more implied and yeah. you know, much subtler. And I think, you know, those restrictions actually probably made, you know, people were still making sexy films, but they just weren't explicit and they were a little bit more clever and subtle. Yeah. Yeah. Interestingly, I didn't, I didn't, well, we know we were talking about uh, Marilyn movies uh, yeah. last week and um, Marilyn herself apparently was in some early skin flick shorts, which I didn't realize. So, so even she was kind of either, well, you know, a victim or a, protagonist or a beneficiary yeah. of, of these kind of um, uh, early sexual films. Yeah, I think that's that's treated really quickly and kind of um, uh, poorly by in the film Blonde, I thought, because there were, there were some sort of uh, montage moments where you see her on film covers or film magazine covers, I should say, 
and posters and things like that. But I think once in a while, those those posters would become sort of uh, moving image. And I think that was to sort of show that she was in these films as well. So you're absolutely right. Uh, and it was treated a little bit, but really quickly um, in Blonde. Um, and the other thing, I, other uh, new term that I learned this week. So talking about the way that sex is filmed now, so certainly in Blonde, you know, there's a lot of sex and there's a lot of nudity. Yeah. There's some, yeah, there is some pretty explicit sex. I think we virtually almost see a penis, I think, when she is... She is raped by Mr. Z. Mm. Um, and uh, certainly it's some, some fairly intimate photography of her and John F. Kennedy when, when yeah. he kind of gets her into her um, his uh, hotel room. But apparently uh, scenes like this in mainstream movies now um, are filmed using an intimacy coordinator. True. Yeah. So, which is not something that I had ever heard of. So in the same way that you have a stunt coordinator and the normal film director wouldn't undertake it uh, the responsibility of planning out stunts and yeah. figuring out who's going to ride what horse and who's going to come off which motorbike in the same way that there is a specialised job of somebody who will direct intimate scenes, who will advocate for the actors, who will be a go-between between the actors and the producer yep. um, to make the whole thing you know, a lot more above board yeah. and um, you know, a lot more bearable. Now, in all of the scripts that you've written so far, mm. have you ever had to or chosen to or wanted to or been told to write a sex scene? Uh, I've chosen to. Yep. I don't think I've ever been asked to. In the in the in Foxy, the Maryland script, I was told to have her similar to Blonde again, uh, have her um shirtless, braless in a lot of the sequences. Huh? Um but yeah, I've definitely written some. I've written sexual assault, which was really hard, and then I, I shared some of it with a group, and you know they told me I could tone it down a little bit, which is you know it makes for some tough discussions. But it's I don't find that kind of thing easy to write at all. And yeah, love scenes. I think sometimes it's left up to directors too. I remember when we were on the course at uh, London Film School, I was told by my mentor I had written this. Um, love scene that I had based a little bit on lobster sex because the film Oof. features... I beg uh, your pardon. Sorry, wait a second. You have to go back there. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Wait, that's right. Uh, what? Uh, lo- featuring sort of lobsters are very good lovers. And um, <laughs> there's a lot of pheromones in the air and they do it in a certain position and such so that I had sort of imitated that. And he said, you just have to write, they make love, which I thought was... <laughs> I thought that was ridiculous. So I'm not naming names here, but I was told, yeah, just to, to kind of undo what I had done. And I, I've since gone back and rewritten it so that it, it's, it reflects more what I wanted. But um, at one point it just said, they make love. Um, so they are, They I think they can be written. I think you're supposed to write them. But yeah, in this day and age for stage plays and certainly screenplays, um, there's when they're produced, there's definitely an intimacy coordinator on set working with the actors to make sure they're doing things that they feel comfortable doing. And I think it gets very rehearsed. Um, Blonde was so funny because it, so much of the film is about sexploitation and they're, you know, the intimacy coordinator would have been directing things or helping things that we would not put to film uh, today. But because they were happening in the 1950s, they would have to sort of recreate those sorts of things. And when, what, what I noticed in that film was it's mostly marital and alone. It's like she's a, ves- um. she's a vessel for pleasure, but you don't really see her in the same scene with her her partner um, very much. It's more or less just that they're both, they're kind of tight shots on her face in most cases. And yeah, you see a lot of nudity, 
on her part and, and a tiny bit on the men's parts, but it's more that um, it's focusing on her facial expressions for the most part. And you you know the situation she's in, you know what's happening, but um, you could you could have filmed those scenes without any man on set or any partner on set. So it was interesting. I thought there was a real irony in that, in the fact that the film seemed to be so much about sexploitation and um, yet you'd have to go back and they, they chose to really make it very graphic. Uh, to a point where you wouldn't film a scene like that now unless you were trying to recreate something from an earlier time, I don't think. I mean, so all of the sex that happens in Blonde is very much non-sexy sex, isn't it? Yeah. It's, and, and, you know, this is like two different, um, two different skills, isn't it? You can direct a, a scene about sex, um, which is uh, showing somebody being you know, exploited or assaulted or not having a great time. Yeah. Um, and it's a different challenge to, to shoot a scene. Um, and I think those scenes are probably easier to write and easier to direct. Whereas a, you know, a scene where you have to um, have people who are having you know, fun sex and intimate sex and you know, nice sex, um, it somehow strikes me as harder to write and, and more embarrassing to film. I'm happy to say that I've, I've never written anything uh, less chaste than you know, a kiss and some holding hands, I mm-hmm. think. Um, and I'm always kind of very uh, aware of... Actually, no, wait a second, actually. Now, I take that back. So a few years ago, I wrote a television pilot um, about uh, the early days of the uh, sex industry on the internet set in like the mid-90s. And that did open oh. with a scene... Um, of uh, a man arranging a liaison with a, a prostitute. Oh. But um, in that scene, um, she gets the guy to take all of his clothes off and then her boyfriend bursts in pretending to be a cop and they steal all of his money and his clothes and, and sort of go oh. on the run. Yeah. Oh. Um, so, yeah, so even in that, and the way that I wrote that scene was that uh, all of the nudity was the man and the woman never gets around to taking her clothes off. Yeah. Because I felt like that was, you know, a... A fun inversion of the way that that um, women's bodies and sex is usually portrayed. Um, and part of that, I think, the way that uh, that um, nudity is portrayed in the UK is to do with the way that UK censorship until fairly recently just didn't allow you to show a penis. Yeah. So it was all right to show some breasts, and so there would always be a disproportionate amount of female nudity in any sex scene compared to male nudity. Yeah. Um. So I think that that is the closest I've come to writing a sex scene. We had a we had a read through with a bunch of actors for that scene, and everybody hated it. Actually. Oh really? Oh <laughs> it no! Completely, yes, completely stank the place out. <laughs> yes, I'm shuddering thinking about that now. So I yeah, I've got no great desire to write a, a scene that was going to yeah. require an intimacy intimacy coordinator in the future. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it again, it's difficult. I I. We've te- we've we've teamed up on one, Jimmy. Actually, there's a quick sex scene in oh, yes. Pub Guide, isn't there, where the Australian tourists hook up with uh, the Drew character? And I don't think we did too much there. It was more like they're fooling around, they're all drunk, they pass out, and then he wakes up. I think I think there is another scene where um, Simon is uh, cooking dinner oh, in a yeah. pub kitchen and making love at the same time. You're right. I love that one. So we've done a couple. Oh, and then there's another yeah. one in the car. Isn't he having sex with someone in a car? Too? Jimmy, you've written you all... must have written all these sex scenes. You've written I think some I was great. writing the polite, the polite, embarrassing stuff in between the sex scenes. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder it hasn't sold yet. Okay. <laughs> 
that sex sells. I think we, we need to get some popcorn. Let's get the popcorn. Yeah, let's get some popcorn. Before we say anything else embarrassing. All right. That sounds good. Best idea yet. 